Hello and welcome to this week's Market Pulse. I'm Matt Ford, CEO and co-founder of Sidekick, and this is your five-minute update on key market news and events with takeaways and insights from the Sidekick investment team. In this week's edition, we've got three great stories. A cashless clash, why politics and investing shouldn't mingle, and the weather. On to our first story, cashless clash. Few sectors garner as much interest from investors as the e-payment sector, and rightly so when you look at the characteristics of e-payment companies. These companies are riding the wave of the ongoing shift from cash to digital payments, often supported by government efforts to curb tax evasion. Most of the e-payment companies boast low capital requirements and strong cash generation, which gives them impressive returns on capital employed, an essential gauge for investors. And notably, they've demonstrated resilience during economic downturns, as seen in 2008 and 2009, with card volumes rising despite a real GDP decline. Also, their revenue models are typically tied to transaction volumes, which actually positions them quite well to benefit from inflation. But while these factors certainly fuel investor excitement, they also contribute to a growing sense of competition that's reaching its boiling point. Last week, shares of Adyen, one of Europe's leading payment processors, hit their lowest levels in over three years, adding to the previous week's record of 40% loss in one day. Adyen is a payment processor between a merchant and a card network like Visa or MasterCard. They claim their key strength resolves around their ability to reduce complexity for merchants and offer them the lowest cost of total ownership. This ability, though, is being challenged now as many merchants in the US, a significantly less complex payment market than Europe, are now switching processing volumes to lower-cost competitors. Adyen chose not to reduce prices to keep their volume, and it's unclear if those competitors can sustain the price cuts. But what is clear, though, is that at least the US part of the business is more commoditized than the market previously thought. A weaker business deserves a lower multiple, so investors punished Adyen promptly. There's also competition at the checkout, whether online or in-store. Giants like PayPal, Google, Amazon, and Apple are fighting for users' preferred payment method. Many smaller fintech startups are also trying to ease life for the consumer, the merchant, or both, as was the case with the buy-now-pay-later companies like Klarna or Affirm. A more complex landscape, though, is not all bad news. It means better opportunities for stock pickers, so we've spent considerable time looking at the sector in the last month. While intensifying competition is something no investor wants to hear, we also know that consumer habits are tough to change. So we believe companies closer to the user therefore have better chances to come out triumphant. And on to our second story this week, politics and investment. Even though it feels a long time since Trump v Biden, the first Republican presidential primary debate took place last week in Milwaukee, signaling that the 2024 US presidential election is getting closer. Eight candidates qualified for a spot on the stage, and with Donald Trump opting out, the void was seemingly filled by political newcomer Vivek Ramaswamy, whose unlikely rise has revealed the remarkable degree to which the former president has reshaped the party. The US political divide and increasing societal polarisation are widely discussed topics. Still, researchers at ESAD and Columbia Business School have found that the polarisation of political ideology extends well beyond Washington to consumer preferences, intentions and purchases. Perhaps it comes as little surprise that Republicans are more into golf than Harley-Davidson's, for instance, and Democrats are more into things like tennis and lift rides. But researchers at the University of Utah went one step further. They examined the differences in the stock holdings of wealthy households in different counties of the US with different political preferences over the last 25 years. Their findings show that in the past, investment portfolios across different counties were actually quite similar. But since 2013, a significant divide has emerged. 
The research points to the rise of the conservative media as a key factor in driving this divide in investment choices. In areas with more Republicans, investors avoid stocks of companies led by Democrat CEOs. And in contrast, in more democratic areas, people steer clear of companies with environmental or labour issues. So Republican investors often have higher allocations to oil and gas and mining companies, while Democratic investors lean towards tech companies. While the future performance of tech or oil and gas remains to be determined, making investment decisions solely based on political affiliations could lead to a strategy that's more likely to result in a failure. And on to our final story this week, the weather and inflation. There's no more issue more universally relatable than the weather. Attempting to forecast it seems quite challenging though, as the likelihood of making accurate predictions beyond 5 or 10 days in advance seems rather slim. However, thanks to sophisticated modelling techniques and the advent of digital computers, the precision of 10-day weather forecasts has more than doubled according to some experts. Such advancements empower scientists to predict the resurgence of an El Niño cycle with greater confidence. Characterised by the warming of the Pacific, El Niño leads to changes in overall sea temperature and the strength of ocean currents, which affect local weather patterns. El Niño occurs every two to seven years, and currently the chances of an intense El Niño event are more than 50%, and a moderate event is actually more than 95%. This is important because it has an impact on both commodity prices and the overall economy. Researchers at Dartmouth found that El Niño events can have a 3 to $6 trillion impact on the global economy, 2 to 6% of global GDP in the five years following the impact. This impact's felt differently across all areas, with particular impact on sub-Saharan Africa, South America and Southeast Asia. And amongst the developed markets, the US is actually impacted a lot more than Europe. But despite the research discoveries, the fact that each El Niño occurrence is different leads to widely varying effects. This makes it almost impossible to accurately gauge the potential impact on the companies we're looking at, especially given the unpredictable nature of weather forecasts. So what do we do? Since El Niño affects different things differently, we're closely watching our investments in companies linked to sugar and cotton, two crops that tend to be hit the hardest. Food and clothing companies fall into this category, for example. In addition, we monitor the geographical exposure of our portfolios, paying particular attention to over-reliance on supply chains in South America, southern US, and Southeast Asia. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, we ensure our companies have enough pricing power to handle any inflation caused by El Nino's impact on commodities. While weather prediction isn't always certain, there's no reason not to be prepared for whatever it may bring. So that was it for this week's Market Pulse. As always, we hope you really enjoyed the update. And if you want to hear more from the Sidekick investment team as we build out the product, you can sign up to the waitlist at sidekickmoney.com, where you can download the app directly from either the App Store or the Google Play Store. We hope to see you next week. But before we go, we've got some important notices. It's important to note that the contents of this Market Pulse is based on current information, which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Sidekick's view only and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. Sidekick is not yet regulated, but has applied to the FCA for authorization to operate. Prior to Sidekick becoming fully authorized, none of the information provided is intended as an inducement or an invitation to apply for any Sidekick product or service. And please remember, investing should be viewed as long-term. When we launch, your capital will be at risk, and the value of investments can go up and down, so you may get back less than you put in.